This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Access all areas on Fubar Radio. Hello, good evening, welcome everyone to Access All Areas, uh, it is me Stephen Lang and I am by myself this evening, the lovely Lizzie Cundy is otherwise engaged, she forgot that her reality show was starting tonight and she had to go to a launch party, uh, so do check that out at 9.30 on ITV, uh, our Shirley Valentine summer, I know I will be, um, Only if only to laugh at the stupid things that they're going to make her do. Um, we have an amazing show lined up for you anyway. First up, we have Joey Bevan, who I've just been having a nice chat to outside. Uh, fashion stylist and designer. Uh, and also influencer. I know he'll hate me saying that, but he is. He's a bit of an influencer. Uh, then we have friend of the show, Tay-Tay Stars, who I've also just seen outside. Busy, busy. Uh, from Franklin Lake uh, to talk about some new music. And then we have the very gorgeous, very handsome Max George, formerly of The Wanted, if you remember them from a couple of years ago, uh, to talk about his new music, which I've actually just listened to and is V good. So I'm quite impressed. Um, I did want to have a little brief chat, though, about uh, Meghan Markle and her father. I don't know if any of you have been following uh, recently, but uh, her father seems to have made quite a name for himself uh, talking about his daughter. Um, and uh, as a response, uh, Sharon Osbourne said on an American TV show that she thinks he is a drunk. Controversial comments. Uh, but she, uh, she, obviously, Megan has become fairly <laughs> omnipresent at the minute. You can see her every day. And she's got her, her father constantly going on about how sad she looks, how she doesn't look like she's enjoying it. And you kind of get the impression that, like, Jesus Christ, if that was my dad, I would have to even if I join the royal family, have to just tell him to shut up. I mean, to be fair, it's unlikely that me, a 32-year-old gay man, uh, is going to be joining the royal family anytime soon. But you never know. You really never know in this day and age. Maybe I could marry... Uh, yeah, there aren't actually any uh, available. No, there's not, are there? That's a shame. Anyway, let's, uh, let's play a little track. Uh, that actually, I'm really into this song at the moment, so I'm super pleased to see it on the playlist. A bit of uh, MNEK, uh, and then we will get my first guest, Joey Bevan, straight in. I am fully obsessed. Sorry, I was actually talking right then, not realising how close we were to the exit of the song. That was MNEK's colour, which I'm fully obsessed with. We have our first guest in the studio, the very lovely Joey Bevan. Hello. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good. Nice. It's nice and air-conditioned in here. Yeah, it's nice cool, isn't it? They treat you well here. They really do. (laughs) Shame there's no champagne on arrival, but, you know, I would, you know, that's fine. I was hoping. I've got a nice uh, glass of water, though. That's all you need. That's it. How are you, Joey? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Very well, thank you. Busy. Busy. That's kind of your vibe, right? That's it. All the time. Always busy, always working, and got so many projects at the moment, so just uh, trying to free up some time to just take everything in over the last eight years. Yeah, so basically you're like stylist... 
stylist, which and you've done. Yeah, bits of bits and bobs of presenting. Fingers you, in the pies, me. You, <laughs> I'm going to say jack of all trades, master of none. But that's that's up to you know what I mean. I'm hoping master of all. If, if you know, eventually one eventually. day. Yeah. So tell us a bit about what you do and kind of how you got into it. So um, I'm a well. I started off as a fashion designer, learning that at college and university, and then I started actually in the YMCA um, pop-up shop in Southend on Sea. Nice. So I worked with so a charity. charity shop. Yeah, just a charity shop and done a pop-up recycling the clothes and then from there I got um, spotted in the local paper by um, a lady who did this fashion show called I Heart Fashion it was quite big um, 10 years ago and uh, <laughs> she was up, um, on the way to Southend to visit her grandma saw me in the paper added me on Facebook and I did her show and then I was scouted there for Britain's Sex Top Model Live and that's how it all began the and it was as simple as that simple as that and then um, I did America's Next Top Model Live then did America's Next Top Model Live and represented the UK with the All Stars, which was great because I am a huge fan of the show. So that was kind of like tick, 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 get that off. And uh, yeah, and then I got to make the vegetable dress for Prince Charles, not for him to wear. But <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It looked nice. Yeah, and that, and that obviously propelled you a bit, right? Yeah, it did. Like I that. think it just. It, I, I explain, say, explain, explain how that came about. It just, um, well, the same company, PR company that did um, Britain's Next Top Model um, also looked. Uh, supported the idol home show and uh basically they asked me if i would could be commissioned to make a dress out of vegetables um <laughs> to meet prince charles and i got to meet him and yeah and it was it was great what did he think of it he do you know what actually he was only supposed to spend about three minutes per person and he ended up spending about 10 to 15 minutes with me because we, we were chatting away and about the vegetables about the vegetables and i will say this because they give you this whole protocol and like, how you've got to act like it's almost like you know you can imagine it in a film don't do this don't do that you've got to be like this you've got to be like that and <laughs> i was like oh my god and i kept thinking what do i call him do i call him your royal highness your majesty and i <laughs> got in such a state and then the model was six foot without heels on so when she put that on she looked like rupaul like, yeah, yeah, yeah. rupaul's drag race but she um she just looked amazing and the first thing he said was oh, what a big woman <laughs> and she was so tall because i made this state of bloody pepper. obvious Charles. i know but he just he cracked up he loved it he kept uh, laughing and just he couldn't believe how much talent went into the dress and I was just being my usual self and I could see the PR company are like gritting their teeth because they're like already oh, gave me the protocol and not what to do and I'm like oh thanks mate <laughs> but he he, really he didn't mind it. that's it and then the next day of course it was all over the front page of all the newspapers and Prince Charles with a massive smile and laughing on the front cover of everything that's so, awesome with me peering around the vegetable dress now actually you mentioned Britain's Next Top Model were yeah. you on it? I did the Britain's Next Top Model live show oh, so see, was, I was on the real show oh you was on the real show I know I saw that <laughs> you are I wasn't. I was. I was on the live one, so I was with the fans. Okay, but it was. It I got was to good. be bitchy to some nice oh, girls. I, I saw that. Yeah, you were I was quite cool. very bitchy. Actually, yeah, I was actually quite mean. It's cool. They told me to be. So yeah, that's what you got to be. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do what you do. You, you got to do. You got to be, be true to itself. Well, so. that's exactly right. <laughs> Obviously, since then you've gone on to do some amazing things. What have you've been? You you mentioned outside doing X Factor abroad and stuff like that. Yeah, what? I did. Um, I've worked on. Um, Makers of costumes for X Factor UK, um, and then I was the wardrobe director for the um, Iranian version of X Factor, which was which is not ever something I expect that you think your where your career well, is going to go. No, right? It was kind of um, when they contacted me and said, "Oh, look," and it was working with all the X Factor production team and as the, in the UK, yeah, the UK ones. So right. they, they film it over here because there's a whole big thing about TV's illegal in Iran, <laughs> so they kind of have they have like awkward. I know it's awkward, but it was it was a massive production. Like it was the same size stages we had like the guest judges that were famous 
Iranian singers. But it was such a great show to work on. But there were so many restrictions on what I could dress, especially the females, of course. Of course, yeah. But by season was that, two... Was that quite a learning curve then? You had to oh, bearing all these rules in mind. It was, it was, because I've always been sort of like, oh, I could dress anybody like how I want to dress them, especially, you know, being in the Western world. But... It was it was an eye opener, especially when it was a traditional song. You had to dress them in traditional wares. But so, what I, happened in that environment? Would they bring in a load of outfits and then you curate something? No, I had or to you pull looked, everything. Right. So everything Jeez. was pulled from PR designers. Everything. So their weekend in Iran is a uh, Thursday and Friday. So it was great because I got every Saturday and Sunday off <laughs> for ten weeks. But. Um, it was kind of good but by season two I did two seasons of it and season two it was so much better because they sort of let down the boundaries a bit because they realised how popular the show was and it was such a young audience and Mm. People have this thing on Iran that Iran's because of the media that is this, you know, everyone's walking around with a burqa on and they can't speak, but it's not. There was, we had female rappers, we had a, um, almost like a rock god on there, you know, people, there was a rap, there was a, um, like Rihanna, an Iranian Rihanna on season two, and she came second and she lost by about 300 votes. So the fact that she was up there in yeah, the final yeah, two, yeah. but and in the final they we do put her in a crop top and yeah. she had like really shorts and that was on. allowed. It was allowed and they loved it. So I got massive, a big section of my following is from that Middle Eastern wow. um, like area. Yeah, that's impressive. No, it's good. And what are you up to now? So at the moment I'm doing a lot of commercial jobs. So it's all makeup adverts money. and money, money, money. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Uh, money jobs and doing some bits working with a couple of I love working with new music artists so my thing is I'd rather work with a new up and coming person than someone who's already well known because you kind of get lost in the team when Mm -hmm. you're with somebody who's already well known it's about them being known where Mm -hmm. I love working with someone who's up and coming but I've got some new bands I'm working with some new singers um, and I'm working on a uh, project at the moment which started off it was going to be just a like an editorial for a magazine and now it's turned into uh, the possibilities of a book an art book fashion and art book what's that on it's basically such a weird subject but it's based on um how sexual perversions back in the 50s were like taboo and everybody just you know were married man and woman they would have sex and that was it and there was normally the woman didn't have any pleasure because the man would just be in there two minutes now (laughs) and uh it's just about um how nowadays um, those sexual perversions back then like some of these people like gay people and lesbian people trans people were put on like the sex pest list and they're still on there from from like from stuff from the 50s like lost their jobs as teachers nowadays people are so free to be who they want and the book is basically in a nutshell looking at those perversions how they were in the 50s and kind of talking about the dark side behind them and how people judged them and they mm. were criticised their families with that kids were taken off of them for it and nowadays it's just you know, a man and a man kissing, or yep. you know, um, a freeze, threesome, freeze up. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do research into something like oh, that? I've then? done some research. I bet you I've learned some <laughs> some things recently, and I'm I'm not like I wouldn't say I was a prude, you know, because I'm fond of, I'm not not anywhere near that. That's what I was meant to say, but. <laughs> Um, I've just I've learned a lot about um, how bad it was in the 50s and how people were discriminated against like for having like a polyamorous relationship like they might have been a married man and woman and they would have had a female companion that would have joined them but and then things like breastfeeding so in the second world war when there was a shortage of milk um, with the Russians it was okay for women to give breast milk for people to drink and have in their stuff but in the 50s if I say a married man was caught sexualizing and trying the breast milk he would have been like he could have been arrested for doing something like that it's really weird where 
okay. it's almost like well when you've got no milk it's okay oh, right. so yeah so you're, I'm learning a lot about different I'm learning things. a lot as well to be honest <laughs> and it's, the, the subjects are about modern day stuff so the breast thing we're, we're talking about is almost about you know how women on the street are comp- campaigning at the moment that they can't breastfeed in public because yeah. there's still people that's a really big up. deal at the minute right? like about women who are sitting in cafes and stuff feeling the need to cover themselves that's and it blah, blah, blah. and we've got things like in the, in the book we're going to have um, there's a whole thing on f- the freak show and freaks so we've got like a transgender model posing as a bearded lady so it's almost representing the fact that Conchita yes a bearded like almost think of like a bearded lady in the 50s would mm-hmm. have been almost looked at as a freak mm-hmm. same as how tra- trans sometimes trans people are looked at as freaks and, yeah. but inside they're the feminine female it's almost like playing on uh, gender norms and, and sexuality societal ex- expectations it. it's and sexy stuff. what is it it sounds it I'm, yeah. I'm excited by this <laughs> when is it all gonna come to fruition we're, doing, do we're starting the photo shoots next month and I've got an amazing um, photographer Graham Can, and he's like he's like a brother to me even though he's like 60 odd and I'm like 30 <laughs> he's more like my dad actually but got it he's, Daddy he's really cool well, he's going to feature in the um, in the book as well. I'm featuring in the book as a model. So yeah, so you do some modeling work now as well, right? Yeah, I, I still can't believe it. Yeah, but it's true. It's funny. All so you actually, yeah, but that's actually quite an interesting story, right? You lost a considerable amount of weight. Yes, I lost nine stone on Weight Watchers. So you were twenty. 20- <laughs> 22 stone and I went down to 13 but I've put a little bit on since then I'm not 13 stone but I just looked really you're a curvy girl I'm a cur- a- I like having my curves <laughs> you know it's, it's money maker now but, <laughs> yeah clearly but yeah I've done some campaigns with some big plus size brands and um, working with stuff like that but it's almost um, it's a shock for me because I really suffered with body dysmorphia so for me I hated the way I looked and like, I used to always have it. I've always had a big chest and um, I used to tape my chest before going to, I was like you know like really someone get, almost like, like someone it, going for like a, a, a my lesbian friends went yeah, through yeah, when they yeah. were at school like taping their chest to make them look a bit more masculine but it's like boys don't cry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I taped it and I, it was awful and I really suffered with um, issues and since I turned 30 and I'm 33 now but since I turned 30 just a bit older than me I just want to add that yeah but I look better looking than you so it's alright <laughs> <laughs> well I'm not getting their modeling contracts I know, but, but I have a much smoother forehead I know. Well, yeah, you can. Can you move it? Are you right? I don't even know what kind of expression he's got, guys, because, you know, he's had so much Botox right now that he can't even... He's dribbling. Piss off! <laughs> but no. Yeah, I just can't believe it. When I, I remember I got the call and I said, oh, we want, um, I'm with Bridge Models and they're like the number one UK plus size agency and they were like, we want to sign you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a model. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like Cindy Crawford, moved over. I'm a supermodel. <laughs> so I rang all my friends and I, of course, sent them a Zoolander selfie, Blue Steel. But... Yeah, it was it was kind of shocking, but I, I remember walking out of the meeting and doing, you know, that the eighties fist punch where you freeze in midair. Yeah, it was like that, but it, I didn't freeze. Well, you should be really obviously because I fell straight down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> you should be really proud of yourself for that, though. I think that's obviously a really amazing thing. I got really bullied when I was younger. Like, I used to get called like fat Jew because I've got curly hair and I'm not even Jewish like I used to say to people oh, I'm not Jewish so they go but you're fat and I'd go okay but <laughs> well I that's to, true but that's it it's true but I like my food so <laughs> well and so you did Weight Watchers too. I did to Weight Watchers and I've, how I've, long did it take 18 months it took it's quite hard to stick to it took 22 sort of years to get that big <laughs> and then 18 months to lose it but no I loved it because I could still eat all the crap I wanted to eat but you just do it by your point so I'm very much like I'm quite competitive so to be competitive against myself and be like yes and lose the weight and I remember in the first week I lost like 
think it was like a stone and a half in the first week but that's because I was so big but yeah. me and my best friend Nicole we um, we went to Weight Watchers it was almost like every Tuesday we'd go get away and then we'd go shopping at Tesco's and have our treat night which was a treat night <laughs> and then yeah just I carried on losing the weight and I've lost um, some more weight recently because I put on a little bit of weight because the problem with our industry is you just eat at a stupid time at night so you yeah, get home because you haven't eaten all day and then you just stuff your face on like normally a like, takeaway from Liverpool Street on the train home and um, hope for the best but yeah so I've just started to eat cleaner and I gave up alcohol two and a half years ago always a bonus and it is a bonus and I don't you can hear guys that's I how Lisa really Riley it. did it that's, that's how it. Lisa did Riley she? did it yeah. Yeah. there you go there See, you, go. you and Lisa, Lisa <laughs> should work up uh, DVD Lisa I'm going to call your agent <laughs> Joey honestly thank you so much for coming on you are right you definitely don't need a drink to talk because you. you are an Essex boy <laughs> exactly heart. you made a little request for a song earlier didn't you yes it's one of my favourite songs and I love it I love the 80s bit of Africa Toto where can we find you on social media if anyone's um, following if you go to at Joey Bevan J-O-E-Y B-E-V-A-N boom done done thanks so much thank Joey. you thanks for having me now I was kind of ribbing Joey for, for choosing a bit of Toto Africa is his favourite song but to be fair I think that was kind of legendary I don't know what you guys think we have our next guest in the very gorgeous Franklin Lake <laughs> what is it Thursday the 19th and we it have is a big open I have the big worry. one how are you guys we're good thank you very much yeah what's going down what's going down um, enjoying the weather first of all well Natch best summer ever best summer ever while we've got Hence it the sunglasses um, of course sunglasses <laughs> indoors guys this is boy band <laughs> stuff of course <laughs> what else you been doing what else have we been doing? Um, right, oh, I need to get my... Oh, there we go. You've got to stay close to the mic. I've got a lot of admin issues right now. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Um, right. right, what's been going down? Um, well, we've just actually released um, our latest single, Stronger, which was out on Friday the 13th of July. Never week. Friday the 13th, come on, guys. Friday the 13th. You should know better than that. We're risk takers. <laughs> well, Friday the 13th was actually the 17th anniversary of my granddad's death okay um which was obviously very close to me so i thought let's release it on friday the 13th and instead of making it a down a day for everyone um let's make it into something to celebrate and look forward to i think that's that's, that's, that's nice that's nice but that's it there so tell us about the new song you've got a new song out right we have stronger um, oh, I'm swinging around. You really are swinging around. Stay close to that right microphone. Now. Sorry, guys. This is not hard. You sing for a living. And I've, and I've, <laughs> and I've, and I've been in a few times, and I should. Yeah, have yeah. This it is. By I now. think this is your third or fourth time. It is. People love having me, don't they? Well, we do. A bit of goss. I'm joking. As long as you stay close to the mic. <laughs> <That's it>. um, <laughs> so yeah, stronger. What's stronger about? Stronger is about um, becoming stronger as an individual. Um, whether be coming from a bad relationship, um, just any bad negative place, um, and just achieving and being able to become yourself to everything that you've ever dreamed of being. Okay. Um, and it's just a song that I think a lot of people um, could relate to. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just about growing stronger as an individual. Um, it's a motive. It's mo- What's the word? 
Emotive. Emotive. Mo- motivated. Is that what you're trying to say? It's emotive. Okay, yeah, song. yeah. It's not a, it's not a negative stuff. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm all over the place there, aren't I? <laughs> um, no, it's about becoming Would you agree str- with that? No, I agree definitely. It's, a, it's about becoming stronger in, as an individual and just, yeah. Okay. No, no negativity. Well, that's quite hard in this world at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. I say that because you know what, Steve? Like, I've recently watched an interview online um, and it was with Piers Morgan. Um, with Donald Trump? No, it's the one with Love Island when he's interviewed. I haven't seen anything oh, yeah, else. Yeah, so yeah. I just, it just popped up on social media and I've seen the interview of him interviewing the, the guys from Love Island um, and he just really just shut them, like made them feel like he looks down at people. Mm-hmm. Um like they're out there pursuing their dreams and their careers to whatever they want to do and it just yeah it just you're not a Piers Morgan fan I'm absolutely so. not I think he's a vile person <laughs> a vile person that's my personal opinion it's only because like I'm creating music um, with Jude um, for people to be motivated inspired by and you've got someone like Piers Morgan shutting people down on national television I think that's really We kind of want to give away a positive energy no matter what we do and no matter what situation we're in Mm -hmm. so yeah the song inside the lyrics of the song um, Stronger it's like can I be me can I be all that I wanted to be Um, and it's talking Piers Morgan would say no yeah and it's like (laughs) taking lessons from my demons um, like it's just taking yeah it's just so you're having someone like Piers Morgan on national television shutting down people, it's just not nice. Is that so. where you take your inspiration from then? You're looking around the world and seeing what's going yeah, on? Because it's pretty shit really at the moment, it. right? Obviously, it's probably going to be possible. My belief is obviously changing the world and I'm looking to go out into Kenya next year as well. Oh, really? Um, what are you going to do there? Just stuff with, the ch- um, with a charity to help children and rebuild their lives in schools and everything and just give back kind of thing okay i'd love to do that and strong is just all about that strong is about becoming yourself and um coming away from a bad place uh we actually have a little question that's been tweeted in do you get nervous doing these kind of interviews i absolutely get very nervous (laughs) very nervous uh thanks nicola why why do you get nervous why am i making you nervous i'm not piers morgan no no um, no, I'm not nervous. Do you get I'm, nervous exci- I'm, I'm excited Me? to be here. Um, sometimes, I guess. I get nervous when I... Um, you seem a little bit calmer, I reckon, than well, Tay here. Well, now I've been put on the spot. I'm very excited to be here, so it's just like, yeah. It's the situation you're in and it's how you handle it, I guess, at the end of the day. I mean... Pull through. <laughs> I don't through. think I'm that scary, guys. Why am I not scary at all? <laughs> I feel I really because I'm. I think I'm overthinking the interview, and I really want it just to go really well today and everything. Yeah, it's like going. You've been on it loads of times. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm a friendly guy. There's nothing to be scared of. Thanks, Nicola, for your question. Thanks, Nicola. So, what are, you, are you planning on doing any kind of like gigs, or what's what's kind of the score like? Yeah, um, so we've got a gig coming up, 29th of July. We are in Shardfest in Birming, Birmingham. Oh, nice. Uh, main stage as well, which is going to be really, really good. Awesome. Um, we've also got 2nd of November. Um, we've got the Charity Ball, which is the Balls Against, Balls against cancer, cancer in Manchester. Manchester. Nice. Um, 10th of November, we've also, we're doing the awards for the Courageous Kids Awards as well, which we're really excited for. And yeah, yeah we've got loads of other stuff as well. Um, obviously, check, us our so- check out our socials. They're yeah, all yeah. on there. What are your socials? Um, Franklin Lake. Franklin Lake. That's Franklin pretty Lake simple. On everything. That's Franklin pretty. Lake. <laughs> Just put an underscore, otherwise you go to the jersey with the lake, and then. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, it's okay, a, na- it's a Google it, narrow it. down. You know, it's a Google <laughs> narrow down. Um, and what kind of? Who are your inspirations? Like, what are you kind of? 
who you're inspired by when you're listening to music and stuff at the we minute? Because I feel like a lot of the minute there's a lot of the same kind of music around. There's not that much diversity. We've both stronger is totally different to what's out there now. Okay, I'm very that very straight different. Blunt out there, and I agree totally with him. Second to that. everything. Like we've, it's a self pen track, so we wrote the song together, um, co-produced the track as well, um, working with. Um, Great producers. Great producers. We're on our A game at the moment. Do you know what? Our inspiration, do you know what? I, c- I come up with this the other day, actually. Our day-to-day, everyday life, I feel like we're studying. We're learning. We're growing as people. When we go into the recording studio or we're writing a song or anything, it's our exam. That we sit okay. in our exam. Yeah. And we don't want to come out of that studio session without passing our exam. And that's what I come up with the other day. Do you know what? I know, I, I'm the <laughs> one that normally I'm that. the one that normally gives the quotes, but that was yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so everyone obviously doing their music and everything out there, obviously. Um, it's a hard industry. It's, it's right? a hard it's industry. Hard industry. It, it's, it's a hard tough. industry, but um, honestly, like I'm so passionate. I think the, I think probably the reason why I'm a bit nervous today to my previous interviews that I've done with Fubar is that I'm so passionate about the song that we've we've created. And I really want it to do well because I think the world needs to, the people need to hear that song. Like, hand on my heart, people need to hear that song because it is about coming out of a negative place. Um, and I know a lot of people can relate to it. Yeah, it's about yeah. becoming stronger as a person. Have you been in a negative place before? I know you've had some bad press. <laughs> well, I have. Um, that was all a very bad place. But I think it's more like I want to be able to do do what I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. Um, and there was that what's that um, quote that's always out there I can't remember who the quote's from it's go confidently in the direction of your dreams live the life you have imagined and that's exactly what I'm doing and Franklin Lake ourselves myself and Jude um, we're just trying to establish ourselves further within the music industry Mm -hmm. um, and being able to perform alongside um, more people that we can already say we've performed alongside like yeah yeah awesome it's a great achievement so far we just want it to go further and further yeah of course naturally well guys I've got the song ready to play yes Yes. Uh, so Tay Tay Franklin Lake thank you so much for coming in this evening do you want to intro your track ladies and gentlemen please listen to just hear stronger (laughs) hear stronger Stronger. here it is here it is yeah thank you (laughs) cheers presents today i am joined by the amazing tiger drew honey like one of the documentaries i made was called tiger takes on how straight am i and the very first thing we shot for the whole documentary was the director just sat me down put a camera in front of me and said are you straight or gay wow and i was like well i'm i'm straight totally you know i fancy girls and then you saw a journey of me over the course of the documentary where at the end of it i was stood there in drag saying you know all these guys dressed as girls are like really hot maybe i am less straight than I thought yeah. of thing. and that kind of journey is what makes documentaries so compelling I think every Wednesday from 6pm Fubar Radio hello there should be a guest in the studio right now but there is not he is very close by the very gorgeous Max George is on his way uh, but luckily there is uh, loads of news to talk about I probably shouldn't go on about Brexit 
just going to say, because obviously I'm obsessed with it. Uh, but uh, I don't know if anyone's seen. There's been some sad split news in the press. A little bit of uh, Miley Cyrus, the, uh, the gorgeous Miley Cyrus from uh, Wrecking Ball fame. She has broken up with her fiancé, Liam Hemsworth. I mean, could that be any sadder? She said, well, there's some rumours that apparently they were not ready to start a family. So who knows what is going on? Uh, I'm very sad about it, to be fair, because, well, actually, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in two minds because she's a bit of a queer icon. And I feel like maybe she needs to find herself a little girlfriend. Because Liam Hemsworth's kind of like the ultimate, like, masculine man. I think what she needs to find is a girlfriend. Um, I'm not going to blab on too long because I, I hear that Max is fairly close by. Am I right, Mrs. Producer? Yes, I'm... Yeah. Let's play a little song. Let's hope for the best. We haven't got much longer left on the show, which is kind of sad. Uh, but let's play a little bit of Anita Warp because this is one of my favourite disco songs of all time. I'll stop blabbing on now. Well, that sounds like the, that's the beginning of a song, isn't it? Um, uh, but our final guest of the hour is here. I don't want to waste any time. The very gorgeous Max George. Thanks very much, mate. How nice are you? Here. I'm really good. Good. Yeah, really good. Bit rushed again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a few steps as well, isn't it? Well, have you been running? Just only up the steps here. <laughs> oh, yeah, to be fair. I usually do it with a little drink in my hand, so it's a bit yeah, easier. Well, it's a nice booze at all now. It's nice, the depot next door, yeah, pretty yeah. good. How are you? I'm really good, yeah, really, really good. Really excited that, you know, got got my first first solo song, got, you know, on the way. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the reaction's been great, and yeah. Just it's really a really good song, I was listening to it earlier. Uh, obviously, people will know you from The Wanted, yeah. and that's where you first came. It's been a little bit, a little time since that kind of disbanded. How come it took you so long? Uh, well, I did. I went into acting for a year uh, when I was I moved out to LA, did some acting, and then just after that, uh, I got signed by a, a major label over there. It didn't quite work out, so I did. I did the song sort of two and a half years ago, but just because of this, you know, label bollocks and whatnot, it, it just kind of didn't pan out right. This so, happens a lot, right? Like, there's a lot of I stuff it, behind yeah. the scenes that people don't know. Yeah, I think so. I, there is, and it, it can take so long. And I missed two summers, and I wrote the song as a summer song, so. I was like, right, I'm not missing another one. So I put my own label together, uh, got in partnership with Sony uh, in the US, and now it's all all going now. And finally, how, finally. Does it, how does it feel to get it all out? It's really nice. Like it's been um, kind of a relief, really, because I've I've been wanting to do it for the last two and a half years, and so it, yeah, it's been it's been um, a big relief that finally it's out there. I can start. You know, I'll be performing at places like soon, and yeah, it's, it feels great. How is it different to being in the in the band? I think the the only difference is is that um, you can't rely on someone else to sing your line if you exactly <laughs> fuck as, up. exactly is <laughs> that if you're really over, you know, um, <laughs> and you, you can't be asked talking. There's the others that do it, but really, um, I mean, my, like my tour manager and stuff's my best mate from school. I brought him in. Uh, he quit his job to come and do this so fingers crossed for him that it works <laughs> um, and yes so the main difference is just this sort of there aren't as many it, literally there aren't as many of you yeah um, but I've got, obviously I'm, I'm getting used to it though honestly I'm getting used to it it's alright like, I don't mind it do you keep in contact with the boys uh, two of them I do yeah which two Jay and Tom Okay. Yeah. Was there kind of a fallout or anything? Kind there wasn't of? a fallout, um, but we we kind of just didn't speak. Uh, I think that does happen actually fairly often. You see it with, in bands all the time, right? It's just you yeah. create friendships and 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been trying to think about this the last few years, what, what I may have done to them or something, but I can't think of anything. I can't unless I did something that I can't remember. You know, <laughs> is that possible? It, it could be. <laughs> you know, it's definitely possible. But, but yeah, but this does happen quite a lot. It's happened with One Direction. It happened with Girls Aloud. Happens with the Spice Girls. Right, you just get five people together. Doesn't guarantee they're going to get on, kind of thing. No, well, it was all right during the 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 music time. Uh, it was just kind of after that we didn't we we haven't really spoke. But mm. like I say, Tom and Jay, I, I was with them at the weekend for Tom's oh, yeah. wedding, so uh, that was great. So you are like the Cheryl, Nicola, uh, Kimberly. Yeah, which which one am I? Which one do you want to be? Uh, Cheryl. <laughs> the star, the yeah. biggest star. The, yeah, obviously. That's the Nicola's me, the yeah. good songwriter. So which one right. are you going to? Well, I'm all of them then. Aren't take I? it. We'll Kimberly's take a really it. nice one as well, and I'm, I think I'm really nice. Obviously, Jay did had a big success with Strictly. What, he did. What, what, you've done a bit of acting. What what kind of are you kind of into doing something along those lines? Would what you strictly? Well, I imagine they probably wouldn't have someone from the Wanted try again, right? Well, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I, I mean, that isn't for, certainly isn't on my radar anyway. Um, but no, he did very well. I mean, he won. He did amazingly well. Yeah, I mean, well, you literally can't beat that. <laughs> no, you can't. So, um, no, you can that's... join it, you can't beat it. Exactly. No, I've not really thought about anything like that because obviously the music's, like, this is my life now, so everything that I do is, is for this. Hmm. It was quite impressive. You're obviously doing very well. And, uh... Yeah, well, yeah, I've got a long way to go yet. I mean, it's really early days, but... Um, Are you yeah. feeling confident about it? Yeah, I, th- I think what it is is I don't. I've not really set m- myself any expectations. I've just said, like, I've got to a point now where I'm happy, where the music's out. So now I, j- I just want to enjoy it now. Yeah, I don't want to stress out about it because the last two and a half years I've, I've had to do that. Now I just want to just focus on it and enjoy it. Good. That sounds pretty yeah. good. What do you think about Louis joining One Direction? Uh, joining the X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Joining the X Factor. Well, I think um, I don't think that that's a bad thing uh, for for anyone. I think it's good for him. I think it's good for the show. I think it's really good for the younger contestants that go on. Um, that will ov- obviously uh, be really nervous and are probably fans of his mm-hmm. because he's been through the experience, so he'll understand what they're feeling when they're in there. Yeah, and they're probably feeling it tenfold because they're probably idolizing him so i actually think he'll bring a lot to the show well i can see that too he looked a little bit miserable did he doing the press for it to begin with right <laughs> well bit, i'll, I'll do surprised. it i'll do it if you don't want to do it i'll <laughs> step in for it. the one-off <laughs> would you do something like that if, if the opportunity came up because you know it can be a bit of a poison chalice right yeah i i um I actually would like I would I would like to do something like that. I think um, that's part of the reason why I set a record label up is to give sort of kids a platform before they get to a major label. Could it? It's such a big leap, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. so difficult nowadays. So my label really was put together not just to help me, but to help younger people out. So if I could help them judging on a TV show or or setting a label up, then yeah, I think I'll. I'd relish that thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a big ask, though, isn't it? Because people are putting their whole reputation on the line, and yeah. you're kind of trying to help them. It's difficult. Yeah, I suppose so. But you, you can only do you can only do like the, the, what you think's the best for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Max, I could talk to you all night. You too. Sadly, mate. sadly. This. Well, our four or five minutes have been cut short. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for coming in. Oh, Appreciate cheers, it. Mate. We're going to play a bit of uh, Barcelona now. Nice uh, do you want to introduce it? Uh, yeah, so I'm Max George and this is Barcelona.
Thanks so much, everyone. Good night. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.